Like, there's no right way to do it. Oh, we're going to get into it. Hi, moms. We are so excited to share our first guest interview podcast episode. And today we are starting out with a bang. This week, we welcome Julia Stern to the mom group chat. Julia is a functional strength coach and pre and postnatal certified trainer who has taught for some of the most beloved fitness brands, including Rumble Boxing and Obey Fitness. After having her baby in 2020 amidst the pandemic, she's focused her platform to supporting prenatal and postnatal healing and mental health, a topic I know we can all relate to. We discuss identity and career dynamics as a mother, postpartum anxiety, and the importance of self-care. Her point of view on postpartum healing is so refreshing and real, you guys. She is so encouraging. Most excitingly, we discuss Julia's newest project to help women show up for themselves on a daily basis. This is such a fun, honest, and relatable conversation. Please enjoy our chat with Julia Stern. All right. Hey, Julia. We're so excited to have you in the mom group chat. Welcome. Thank you so much for having me. I feel so honored to be here. I'm so excited. We're so pumped for this conversation. When we got connected a few weeks ago, I was so excited because your message around pregnancy and postpartum physical and mental health is literally so top of mind for the three of us, but we ran a poll with our listeners just about topics that they wanted to hear about. And I feel like there's such a craving for like honest and open conversation around pregnancy and postpartum Mm -hmm. mental health and healing yourself and the struggle and the journey that it can be. So I know we'll dig into all of your details and your journey about how you got to your current passion and your new project of Show Up with Julia Stern. But we'd love to just kick it off with a little bit of background around you and yourself. Yeah, thank you. I feel like I've made that postpartum healing journey like part of my identity at this point, even though I'm two years out from having my daughter. But it really, I'm so passionate about it that like I can't get over it. I can't get over my experience. I can't get over that it's not talked about. So I'm so excited to be here. Um, But I didn't start that way. I actually started as a middle school math teacher. Um, And I did that for like four years. And then I did fitness and dance like part time on the side because that's what I was truly passionate about. And I had the opportunity after I got married, we had to move to New York City. And I was like, well, I could either like switch my teaching license to a different state or I could just go for it and go into fitness full time. And I did it. And six, seven years later, I'm so glad that I did. Um, I helped. Yeah. Yeah. It's like. Love that. I'll come back someday, hopefully, if you'll have me and talk about career change, because that's a whole different Yeah, topic. no, that's oh, yeah. like, absolutely. <laughs> Maybe we can touch on it today, because I feel like motherhood is such an opportunity to, like, reevaluate career and... Mm-hmm. 100%. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I moved to New York. I originally got um, started teaching dance cardio because it was what I was comfortable with. And then I learned how to box, and I helped to expand rumble boxing and training, which now has so many locations across the country and world. But at the time we were pretty small and we expanded from one to 14 stores. I got to live in a bunch of different cities and that really helped empower me and like build my confidence and just showed me that I could do whatever it was that I wanted to do. And then COVID hit and then motherhood came around and I was knocked on my, can I say ass? Yeah. Oh yeah. 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 And now I'm here. So that's a very short story, but I'm 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 here and I'm happy to be here. Oh my gosh. Amazing. I love all of the like twists and turns that mm-hmm. you've been through because life is not linear and it takes yeah. courage to try new things. Yep. Um so I absolutely love that. Tell us a little bit about like your family. Tell us about your daughter and your husband and just like personal life things. Oh yeah, totally. And it's so funny that you say like life is not linear because I feel like for the past decade, I've kind of been like, oh, like, okay, we're settled. We're good. And then a year later I'm hit by a bus and then like, we're settled. We're good. I have been with my husband since we were, I was 15. He was 17. So we've been together a really long time. Oh, that's so Um, cute. Yeah, it's great. I mean, nine times out of 10, I want to kill him, but he's honestly the best. (laughs) Don't we all though? Yeah, (laughs) relatable. (laughs) 100%. 
And um, my daughter is about two and a half. I love her to death. Her name is Presley, and she is just the absolute best. Okay, so we have Presley at home. Okay, I'm curious about a little bit of your rumble journey because that was like the hottest workout when I lived in New York three or four years ago. I have, for sure. It's so fun. It's hard. It is. But I, I went through – I felt so cute. Yes. <laughs> I went through a serious boxing phase. So I actually lived in New York City from 2014 to 20 – I moved home in t- end of 2016, I think. Okay. And um, I was a big class pass girl. That was, like, huge and kind of new at the time. I feel actually – hot this is like one of my like hot things that I am proud of I was one of the beta members of class pass when it started like in the beginning so I used to I I know I was like a class girly (laughs) and I took so many classes I've taken many many rumble classes and I went through a serious like boxing phase when I lived in New York City and you know what that was the fittest I've ever been so (laughs) and also just like I knew this girl in Australia, actually, she's Australian, and she—you might know her. I think her name is Courtney. Courtney, um, yeah, I know her. Okay, she's like you guys were all models. Like they hired like the hottest people ever to. I mean, yes, they did. Not I, but yes, they did. Girl, uh, no, girl. Okay. <laughs> yes, I feel like this is like kind of tying into my like one of my larger questions for you, which is about like being a professional dancer and like a fitness instructor doing this like big, cool, sexy job with Rumble and then like, you know, 180, like Uh (laughs) pregnant, gaining 55 pounds. So like I want to table that. But you mentioned like with Rumble having some celebrity run-ins and we are like big pop culture girlies here. So I have to ask like, what's your number one celebrity training story? Well, I have a funny one. Yes. Do you know who who Betty Who is? Yes, I do. I do too, but I didn't at the time. Okay. And I was working the front desk actually, because when I first started working at Rumble and I didn't have the boxing training, I really, and like, it's a blessing because I got to learn so much of the business, but I started in front of house, like with customer service behind the desk. And so it was very early days in Rumble, like 2017. And I was checking someone in and Rumble is very big, still is on like customer experience and mm-hmm. hospitality and making you feel welcome. And so the reason that so many celebrities took that workout is because they were treated so well and they were treated normally and you weren't taking pictures with them. You were just like, hey, like come box. So yeah. she comes and we would also comp their classes because they are who they are and it's giving the studio publicity. Nice. Right. So she comes to the desk and I'm like, hi, welcome to Rumble. Can I check you in? And She's like, yeah, sure. My name is Betty Who. And I'm like, okay, like, can you spell that for me? First of all, what? (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm a middle school math teacher and I'm asking how to spell. I should probably know how to spell Betty Who. But anyway, she's like, "Um, Betty Who. And I'm like, okay, and what's your email? And she's like, Betty Who at BettyWho.com. And I'm like, okay, great. I'm like, that'll be $36. And I'm like telling my manager after, who's now also like my best friend in the world, and her face just goes white. And I'm like, I'm in so much trouble. Like, why? <laughs> I'm like, sure, like studios that way. Like, good luck. That's so funny. Oh my She's gosh. like, Betty Who? Betty, you should know me. So yeah. if you ever listens to this, I'm so sorry. Aww. She's <laughs> like, a, I feel like I, at, when I lived in New York, I lived with a gay man, and that's the only reason. She's like gay icon. Like, yeah. Now yeah. I know who she is, and I love her music. I just yeah. was in my own world at the time and totally. Yeah, cool. yeah. I feel totally. like I don't know what a lot of, especially singers, like I wouldn't be able to identify right. you by your face. I guess she did say her name, but it's like, it's the context. It's like seeing a yeah. teacher outside of school, as you may have experienced in your mm-hmm. sixth grade. <laughs> oh, totally. They don't exist. They live at school. Oh, yeah. Like, like, oh, what? <laughs> That's so funny. Okay. So we do rumble. How did you like, when you got pregnant, was that like something you had been looking forward to? Was it like you always wanted to be a mother? What was like that experience like? It's so crazy because I've wanted to be a mom my entire life. And now that I am one, it's everything that I've wanted and more. Uh But... I I wanted to be a mom when I was a teenager and I knew that it wasn't practical to have children. I was like, I can't wait to have babies someday and this is going to be so exciting. 
And then as I got older and older and I started doing stuff and I started developing my own identity, changing my career, moving to all these places, I was like, not yet, not yet, not yet. And Mm -hmm. so we got pregnant way faster. We actually weren't trying and it came a little bit of like a surprise. And so when it was also the middle of COVID. So when I took the positive pregnancy test, I was like, like tears. And it wasn't tears of like, I can't believe I wasn't like, shit, I don't want to do this. It was like, I'm so scared. I'm not prepared. I know nothing about being pregnant. And this wasn't in my plan right now. So it was really, really hard. And I think that was like the start of just a lot of unexpected and like a 180, like you said, identity shift that really threw me off. Did you get pregnant in 2020? Yeah, I got pregnant oh. in May of 2020. So oh, gosh. God, like yeah. the heat of That's it. That's scary. Yeah. yeah. They were all a little behind you. Like Graydon yeah. is almost yeah. two. Yeah. yeah. So things had started to die down. But my friends who were in your kind of like cadence, Julia, that was a really scary time to get yeah. pregnant and even like go to the doctor. Like a by scary yourself. Time. Yeah. yeah. Every one of my doctor's appointments was by myself. We were also living in a one bedroom in Chelsea at the time. And we were staying with my parents because we were just like, we needed more space and they live by the beach. And so yeah. now I was like, we have to move. And I didn't really want to raise a baby in the city. So where are we going? And it was just a lot at once. I was totally by myself. And I know we'll talk about body image and waking in a little bit. But looking back, and I didn't realize it at the time, I gained so much weight because I was sitting at home in the middle of a pandemic. Like yeah. I used to walk all over the city. I used to teach 16 workout classes a week. I used to go to my, do my own workout, strength train, run outside. And I was just sitting in my living room, like waiting to have this baby for nine months. Yeah. And it, it really messed with my mental and my physical health. Yeah. I don't and have that excuse, that. but I'm gaining that. So <laughs> yeah. that's great. <laughs> yeah. By the way, Whitney is pregnant. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I'm almost done. So you look amazing. I can't see your belly, but you look absolutely fantastic. I I could not even brush my hair when I was almost done with my pregnancy. I was like, I'm done. I give up. Yeah. I'm a troll most of the time, so I get I got ready for this. (laughs) It's it's that is so tough too, Julia, because all of that coupled with like the hormones and emotions of being pregnant, like you know, obviously I've been pregnant. I know how intensified feelings are and emotions are. I think, I I know I struggled with this with my husband, like things feel so much more intense for the woman than they do for the, for the man in the, you know, in this situation. And then also like pregnancy can feel really lonely and to do it in COVID where that loneliness is like amplified by, like 10 times, whether that's like being isolated from family or friends and not being able to like share those happy moments surrounding pregnancy. Like in my opinion, that is what makes pregnancy like worth it to be able to like celebrate it with community. And well, obviously the baby makes it worth it. (laughs) But (laughs) Oh, that old thing. He's like, forget it. It's just everything else. Yeah. So it's like to not be able to have that, like I can't imagine, like it would be so hard. I'm really excited if we're able to get pregnant again someday, like just to be out and about while I'm pregnant. Like I forgot how to go to a store. Like I was doing Amazon grocery deliveries and I didn't even go to the store. When it also, go ahead. You were also in New York city, which is like the mega Like all of my friends in New York City, you know, I live in Florida where like it's it's a free for all. Okay. So like (laughs) there were no rules in Florida. Whereas like my friends in New York had a completely different experience than I did. So you were in the heart of it. Yeah. And really just like not able to do anything. And I look back to after I had her, like the postpartum phase. And it was time for her first pediatrician appointment. And now put it into like getting a baby ready to go outside. I didn't even know how to go outside myself. I have pictures. She looked like a gremlin. Like I I was like, I should cover your head. So wear a hat and here's a blanket. And I was like, I don't even know what I'm doing. This is awful. Yeah. Wait, so she was born then in the winter. February, 2021. Wow. 
Yeah. So and that's then, like, the time where people are like, it's fine, go outside. And other people are like, definitely don't. And then the vaccine came out. Is it safe? Is it not safe? I don't know. Yeah. My friends are going to dinner and I'm like, I don't even know how to like walk downstairs still. So it was just yeah. a weird, it was an adjustment period for yeah. sure. Mm-hmm. I want to ask a honest question because I know we're all dealing with this and we have dealt with it. Like I'm also expecting – so the pregnancy pact is coming yeah. back. Yeah. Yes. Change yes. Pregnancy group chat. I love that. <laughs> yeah. We are on a roll. <laughs> but we've been talking just a lot about how quickly our bodies have changed the second time around versus the first. And mm-hmm. I feel like I was really blessed with my first pregnancy. Like it was pretty easy for me until the very end. And I would think that you, Julia, as a fitness instructor and somebody who spent a lot of time being fit and like setting that foundation, like everyone says like, oh, you're fit. Like you'll be fine. Like what was it like, like feeling amazing, I'm sure, in your body mm-hmm. to gaining 55 pounds? Like yeah. how did that make you feel? <laughs> it felt absolutely awful. It's really tough. And I think You know, I had a little bit of body dysmorphia prior to getting pregnant because when you live in that world, I never felt insecure growing up ever. But when you move to the city and you're surrounded by models and your worth as an instructor of New York City's hottest workout is based on like what you look like and what your Instagram pictures look like, it will mess with your head a little bit. And so I've always been like very naturally fit and I grew up dancing, so I never struggled with body at all. And to go from that to now I'm gaining weight for the first time to then having the baby and it doesn't just magically fall off. Like I didn't understand what that process would be like. And, you know, it's very strange because it's not only your body changing, but it's your identity changing because so much of your identity was your work and so much of your work was tied to your body. And that was really, really tough. I'm so glad we're having this conversation because like, as I'm nearing, I'm due at the end of August, like how to get that spark kind of back. Uh, It took me a while last time. I still didn't lose all the weight from my last pregnancy. So I was 20 pounds heavier starting this one. So my, my mental state is like, I'm so big. Like, I can't believe it. And I'm seeing people I haven't seen. Like I went down to visit family and they were like, Whoa, like, are you going to make it till August? And you know, that like crushed my soul. And so how did you kind of get your, I guess, spark back? Were were you nervous to go out and about? I guess it was still COVID times, but. Yeah, it 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 was really tough. And I think it's like twofold. Part of it was that I didn't feel well. Right. So like I would go on walks and like, I gained so much weight that my joints would hurt because I am in this like little five foot one body and I wasn't meant to be 180 pounds. And so it was painful. Um, But more so than that, I started again, you're postpartum, you're not sleeping and you're spending so much time at home and you're looking at social media and you're like, how is she putting on jeans again? Like I can't even get them up my ankles. Like this is, what did I do wrong? I feel like I failed and Mm -hmm. I feel really insecure about my body. And I think it took a long time and it would come in spurts where I would start, as soon as you start moving again in any way, you're going to start to feel better because of the endorphins. And a shift has happened where now I work out to feel good, not to look good. You'll automatically be happier with yourself if you're moving because your body chills. Totally. (laughs) But then, but then it spirals because you go back on social media and you had felt so good. And then you look at somebody else and you're like, well, what, why aren't I there yet? How did I not get there yet? So yeah, yeah, I, it, you go back on social media and you see other people and you really are like frustrated with yourself. And I would go on like a couple months spurts where like I would work out consistently for six weeks and then I would see a picture of myself and I would be like, this is taking forever and it's not even working and what am I doing wrong? And it's taken like, it really has taken like two years for me to finally be like, it's such a long game. It's such a long life. And yeah. if I, I'm not going to look like I did in 2017, I'm older than I am in 2017. My body has been through more and like, that's okay. So I just want to work out. So I feel good in my body and I want my daughter to be able to see that I feel good in my body. Yes. And I stopped listening yeah. to people going to see family that resonated with me. As soon as you said that where they're like, Oh, are you going to make it like, shut up. Yeah, I know. You know? Yeah. Like, it's I, the worst I, comment. 
Makes Awful. you feel horrible. But I, I'm so glad you gave like a realistic expectation. Two years sounds like yeah. so long, but it does take that long. That's exactly yeah. what I was going to say. It's so refreshing to hear someone say two years, to be honest, because like I know we were talking a lot about social media, but you hear and you see on social media people like, okay, six weeks, like the doctor says you can work out. And yeah. they like, I, I was a actual unalive person at six weeks. Like <laughs> I was like, not well. And like, or the best when they're like, okay, team. you can have sex now. And you're like, great. I don't want to. <laughs> Yay. Anything in my like, gaping hole. Okay. Yeah. Like, <laughs> So it's so, it's just so nice to hear that. And I think something I have struggled with postpartum is like, I feel like I used to, like I was a gymnast growing up. I, my workouts pre baby were like pretty intense. I, I went to like circuit classes and boxing and like all sorts of things. And then now, like when I tried those workouts postpartum, when I definitely wasn't ready to, to be honest, I get like discouraged and frustrated with myself that I couldn't do, I can't do what I used to do. And I ended up feeling overwhelmed to the point of just being like, well, I'm not going to do anything because I'm not ready for it yet. And it took me, God, I mean, I feel like I just learned this last week, to be honest. I, it took me, you know, a year and a half to realize, like, I just need to move a little bit, no matter what it looks like. I feel like what I have learned now is that, funny enough because it's the name of your like new program or it's that I just have to show up no matter what it looks like and that's the most important thing is like it Mm -hmm. doesn't have to be perfect I don't have to be in the cutest workout outfit I don't have to go to the hottest class I just have to like show up and move for myself no that could be a 10 minute walk and most of the time that 10 minute walk will like snowball into something better and greater but it's just the showing up part that is the hardest. And so not I'm even that, here. but like yeah. not even just the showing up part for your workout progress, but the showing up part for your mental health and how it's yeah. gonna make you interact throughout the rest of your day. It'll make you a nicer mom and like a nicer yeah. wife. You know, like yeah. on times when I don't show up for myself, I'm so resentful and irritable because I tell myself I don't have the time. And then I just feel miserable in my current position. Whereas if I take like even 10 minutes to just like be for me and fully for me, then I can show up for everybody else. And it makes such a difference. I was going to ask like what we're all saying about like giving it time and like being kind to yourself and having some grace is always the way that I would speak to a friend or somebody who's in my life who's struggling with this, but why do you think it's so hard for us to give ourselves like that grace and like show up for ourselves? I have been calling myself a recovering perfectionist for like years, but I spend so much time trying to like give myself grace because you're right. If I'm talking to my friends, I'm like, I give the best advice and I'm so caring towards their like mental health and how much they take care of themselves. And for me, I'm like, why can't you do everything? Why can't you be a mom and have a flourishing business and also look perfect every day and be super fit and have great clothes? Like relax, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Julia, I wanted to dive a little bit further because you've been really honest on your platform about struggling with postpartum anxiety and like knowing about postpartum depression, that postpartum anxiety just kind of like happened and you didn't even know it was happening. So can you dive a little bit more into your journey with that? Yeah, definitely. It was a major factor in how I dealt with postpartum and it's taught me so much. I think I've run anxious my whole life. Like growing up in my teens and twenties, I've definitely been anxious and I've been able to recognize that, but I've been able to like go to therapy or push it to the side or kind of bury it a little bit to the point where I just dealt with it. And then being pregnant in a pandemic and having a rough postpartum experience just kind of pushed me over the edge and it became way too difficult to function. And I learned about postpartum anxiety in ways that I didn't realize it was showing up like irritability, snapping at people, being super short, can't focus or think straight. And not even necessarily like sitting there worrying because when I picture anxiety, that's what I think of it as like just being, you know, that anxious feeling that you can't explain why you're worried, but it's so much more than that. And it really impacts like how you 
a mother and b like go about your day so yeah uh were you um already seeing a therapist before and they told you this is what was happening or did you go to a doctor I was already seeing a therapist before because um the year that my husband and I got engaged, his dad passed away from like a sudden heart oh attack. God. And then his mom got pancreatic cancer a month later while we were planning. Oh my, gosh. Thing. Oh my yeah. gosh. So when I said in the beginning, like every year I'm thrown for a loop, I really feel like I'm constantly <laughs> being thrown for a loop. So we went to couples counseling to like learn how to process that grief. We then lost his mom in 2019, right before COVID hit. So I feel like I haven't like gotten a second until right now to really breathe. So I had been going to therapy, but there was so much more to unpack about, you know, how I grew up and characteristics of my personality that, and how I deal with certain situations and being that perfectionist piece of myself that I really had to like sit down and talk to someone. And she actually recommended that I see a psychiatrist, which I would have never sought out on my own. Yeah. Um, I probably should have done that. <laughs> I went through the same thing. It was the weirdest feeling. Cause I've, I'm not a super anxious person and it came on suddenly. It was more the fear of like him sleeping and it, right. like, that's where it started. And then just like me loving him so much, yeah. I was scared of him yeah. all the time. So yeah. Yeah. I think it was the first time I went on a walk when I came home from the hospital and I was yeah. petrified that somebody was going to take her. Like I couldn't hold the stroller. And that's so strange. I was like, you have to watch that person and watch that person like living in a super populated area yeah. that I was like, I don't even know how to function. And it's really, really tough. Was most of the anxiety like that's- geared towards your relationship with Presley and like being a new mom or was it affecting like all the relationships in your life and like every facet of your life. It's hard to say because at the time when we were still kind of during lockdown, right. being a new mom was my whole entire world. Like I wasn't mm-hmm. doing much else. But yeah, it the like you had said, fear of sleeping. I feel like I never slept. I don't think I slept more than a three-hour stretch Crazy. for like the first six months yeah. because I was constantly waking up checking on her and just, it was so hard. And that's, I look back too, and I'm like, I'm so sleep deprived. I had her at three o'clock in the morning and I didn't sleep for like at all for maybe more than five minutes for a full 72 hours when I was in the hospital. Cause I like, didn't know what I was doing. And my postpartum nurses weren't the best. And so like, I look back now and I'm like, you have to show up for yourself from the first second you have this child. If that means getting an hour or two of sleep when you, you have to, because if you don't, and you truly try to run on empty, like sleep deprivation will trigger the anxiety, will trigger all of these other things. And it's so important to take care of yourself. Yeah. I was just going to say the sleep deprivation. I mean, like we've said this on this podcast before it's used as torture, like for a reason it will fuck you up. Like, (laughs) and even like fitness professionals, nutritionists, doctors, they all say like, if you are not getting sleep, like you're not even going to see the results you want in any aspect of your life. It's so important to your health, mental health, physical health. So I, I 100% agree. I look back now and Alice was super jaundiced. So after that first night, they ended up taking her away to the beds, which was like, I was devastated at the time because I was like away from her, but it allowed me to like, I actually got some sleep because she had to be in the light beds and she was away from me. And although that was super tough, I'm like, at least I got some sleep before I left the (laughs) hospital. Yeah. 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 But it's also such a slippery slope because going back to social media and looking at other people from coming from the fitness industry, I would see other trainers who are, they mean well, and they're posting these things that are like, you're not going to see results in your workout unless you're getting sleep. If you're not sleeping, you're not taking care of yourself. And I'm, I'm like shaking from the sleep deprivation in the like seventh cup of coffee that I've had that morning. And now I'm even more anxious because I'm like, I'm not getting enough sleep. So I think all of, of early motherhood and postpartum is finding a balance between like, if you have to shut the external world off to not compare yourself, do it. Mm -hmm. And also take care of yourself in the smallest ways that you can. And if you can marry those two things, you're golden, but you can swing one way or the other. And it's really, really tough. I'm going to have to remember that. (laughs) 
Yeah. Social (laughs) media is such a double-edged sword. Like, obviously, we have a social media presence, and, like, that's how we connect with our listeners. But it's also a place that makes me feel really bad about myself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, every time I look at it, I'm just like, that wasn't fun. Yeah. Or you end up feeling like you're not doing enough or you need to, like, buy more stuff to make your life easier or better. And – that's why I just loved your content so much, Julia, because I was like, okay, this is like honest people. Like mm-hmm. if you can end up following the right people, I think it can be a place of great inspiration. But I always feel better when I'm feeling low about myself. If I just like stop looking at social media for a while, your like system regulates somehow. Totally. Yeah. It's so funny that you said buy more stuff because I feel like I also have gone through a period of like – I'm struggling so hard as a new mom and I'm scrolling social and I'm getting all these ads. So maybe if I just keep buying more clothes to yeah. like look better or if I keep buying more baby gadgets to yes. make my life easier or organizational tools so my home's not a mess and it never works and my credit card bill is a million dollars. So like yeah. it I had a snap out of that one and it took me a while to do it, but you're so right. But yeah. I think it's really cool too. It's like so messed up because you know that social media manipulates you and it plays with your mm-hmm. algorithm. But if you know that, my biggest hack is to like set up your algorithm the way that you want it to. Like for a while, my TikTok okay. was like sad mom postpartum TikTok. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> made me feel oh my awful. gosh. I was like motherhood is the worst thing in the world. But then like I started sharing things with my sister and vice versa and we laugh at things and or I look up inspirational things that motivate me. And then when that becomes what I'm seeing, it changes my mindset a little bit. So it's, it's not that perfect. Is so but- totally. That is so true. So I work like most of my work now is social media and marketing. So I feel like I've seen behind the curtain a little bit to where like I know I I think I'm able to detach like looking at social media doesn't always make me feel bad about myself anymore because I know the reality behind that content Mm -hmm. that they're making. I know how the sausage is made. You know what I mean? So it's like, <laughs> like I spent a lot of time postpartum cause I was breastfeeding and it was taking so freaking long. I would sit there for 90 minutes and you're just like, bloop, bloop, bloop. and you're like, yes, sad mom, TikTok, sick, sick infants, TikTok, yeah, I ended like, up on that dead dogs. Lot. I'm like, what am I looking at? <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. And you're already like enclosed in your like newborn bubble, which can be like a very nice cozy place, but it can also be super isolating. And then you're just like staring at your algorithm getting like weird and sad and deep. And, you know, I struggle with breastfeeding. I know you did too, Julia. So like that's not working. That's what I'm spending my whole freaking day doing. And then you're like, why do I feel sad? I'm also not sleeping. Like I also just a recipe when I'm for disaster. Tired, when I'm tired, I scroll more because I just want something to do to like help me relax and it makes me feel mm-hmm. like I'm doing something. So when I was breastfeeding or when I was up in the middle of the night, I'm scrolling way more. So now like if I don't get a good night of sleep, I try really hard not to be on my phone the next day because it just like starts the spiral. Yeah, yeah it's yeah. so true. So, so, so true. So at what point did you feel like you were starting to – make progress coming out of the anxiety phase and like really entering your healing journey as you call it. Yeah. I feel like it was through months and months of work of therapy and I was on medication for a little bit. And I think that I eventually had to also mindfully do things that were making me feel better because the habit was doing things that were making me feel worse. So it's so easy to just like wake up and grab a crappy breakfast and not eat properly throughout the day because it takes more work to like actually put a meal together. I did meal prep for a little bit. That helped. I started going to the gym for like 20 minutes a day and just walking on a treadmill. That helped. Um, And it, it really took like, I think probably seven, eight months, I started to feel a little bit better. But like I said, I'm still coming into my own identity as a mom and as a new person and accepting that this is my life now and this is who I am. And you have to stop trying to be who you were before and start really like accepting and growing and developing this new person that you are. And it's just my language. We talk about that a lot. (laughs) Yeah. Just like accepting that you're a different person now. Like you're never going to be who you were when you were 25. If you, if you knew me before I had my baby, I'm a different person now. 
And for a while you say that like it's a bad thing, but it's actually a great thing. It's just like Mm -hmm. you're different. Yeah. What do you think is like the thing you're most proud of yourself for like growing through and how you're different now? Um, It sounds crazy because when when Presley was first born, I felt like I was looking externally for – a validation as a mom and B every single decision I had to analyze every single resource and decide which was the best one which was also giving me anxiety because I mm-hmm. had to read every piece of information out there available before I can make a decision and now I feel so confident in my choices and I love who I am as a mom and I love how I'm parenting which isn't perfect but it's being constantly you know present with her and having fun with her and making the best choices that I can for that time. And if the best choice is letting her have ice cream covered in chocolate and I know there's going to be a sugar crash later, like so be it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Having confidence in your decision-making in whatever line of work you're in is such a beautiful feeling, just trusting yourself. Yeah. And also just being confident in whatever I do and not having – the fear that other people are judging me. Like, of course, you're human. You're always going to have that innate fear a little bit, but I'm way more willing to take risks now than when I was in my 20s, and I love that about myself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, me too. So nice. You talked kind of about some of the habits that you started to implement to, like, feel better and get back into yourself. I think – and, like, I, I think I said this earlier in the episode is, like, so, that's something I struggled with of, like, being – all or nothing. And so my question to you, like for myself, but also for maybe some of our listeners out there is like, what is the like one or two things that we could focus on postpartum when we're trying to get back into a good routine, like fitness wise or health wise, whether that's mental or physical, like maybe you could give us one or two or three tips of like some things we can do to just prioritize ourselves and show up for ourselves. Yeah, totally. I think that there's different categories, right? And the most important thing that will help you relax or that helped me relax at least is knowing that you can't be thriving in all things all the time. So there's like your work or like a passion project or something that you feel like you enjoy doing. And then there's taking care of yourself, skin, hair, nails, that whole thing. There's working Mm -hmm. out there's eating well, there's sleeping, there's drinking water, right? There's social, there's like in your relationship, you're never going to be doing all those things all the time. But I do try to pay attention to them in my brain where I feel like if I haven't had five minutes with my husband in two weeks, I'm going to like, that's what I'll focus on. Or if I really feel like I have been grabbing crap food and I haven't had a proper meal, that's what I'll focus on. And so there's little things that you can do. I bought a Stanley cup. That's one thing that the Instagram ads got me for. <laughs> love it. Love it. I love my Stanley cup. And now my daughter has a matching one, like a baby one. And oh, we look, cute. it's cute, but I'm like, people are judging us in Target yeah, right we now. We are those our, people. Yeah. We're like people <laughs> with the matching Stanley cups. But but when you're not hydrated, it increases anxiety. So Mm -hmm. to make sure you're drinking enough water and moving a little bit throughout your day. It does not have to be a 40-minute workout lifting heavy weights. It can be going for a walk. Andy was traveling the last few days, so I've been solo parenting. And I just threw Presley in the stroller and I just walked. And it made Mm -hmm. me feel so much better. And that was my movement for the day. Um, also I love my skincare routine. That was something that I also didn't really take care of in my twenties that now I love so much. Um, Mm. and when I do that in the morning, I feel better. And also just like getting dressed for so long, I was just in my routine and letting my daughter run my world. And I was waking up and taking care of her right away. And I felt guilty taking a half hour for myself to like do my hair and makeup and put on clothes because I wasn't going anywhere important. So what's the point? But now I, I get dressed in the day. I don't put this much makeup on because I don't have a podcast interview every day. <laughs> but, but I do something to make myself look presentable because you still matter. Yeah. Would you say like the hack is mo- like movement – not movement, but like action, like deciding you're going to do something or is it the thing that you do? Like I get analysis paralysis sometimes when I'm like, okay, I'm going to focus on myself. And then it's like all those things pop into my mind, my husband, my friends. I haven't traveled. My clothes are ugly. Like where do I start? Mm -hmm. And then I just kind of don't. 
So I feel like what you're saying, the key is like, just do something and it doesn't really matter what you do. Just like keep doing something. Yeah. And that's the whole reason I started my platform because of that concept, just show up because I'm like you too. I get really like excited when I plan. I don't know what that is about me, but like I plan all these fantastic things or when I'm like scrolling social in a motivational way and I'm like, oh, I have this idea and I want to do this and I'm going to start. If you watch like organized girl TikTok, then you're like, oh my goodness, I'm going to transform oh my, my entire home. I'm going to, I'm going to have this everything. Get my label yeah, maker. Yeah. I'm ready. Uh, yeah. Um, yes. So tell us about show up with Julia Stern. I know there's a YouTube portion. There's like a community portion. Give us the details. Yeah. So obviously, having been a fitness trainer for so long, and I'm a strength and um, conditioning coach as well as a pre and postnatal certified trainer. I feel like I spent so much time when I used to train before having my daughter where it was like that get fit mentality. And I really wanted to change my business and change my identity as I'm growing and becoming a mom and realizing that it's not all about having the abs, right? So I wanted to teach all of my favorite workouts, which is boxing, strength training, some cardio sculpt, which is like if you like dancing, but you don't consider yourself a dancer, it's like doing jumping jacks to the beat of the music, which makes it yeah. feel like a dance and it's so fun. And then some dance cardio too for the people who do like dancing. But the workouts are short. They don't really go longer than 30 minutes. Some of them are five or 10 minutes or just one single song. And so it's a way for you to press play and show up with yourself and just say, okay, like you said, I'm not going to think about it. I'm just going to open my computer or put it on my TV and do it and feel better because I moved my body for the day. So that's where it started. And then ultimately it's going to grow. I want to have more conversations like these about different things in women's health and how to take care of yourself and the realities of postpartum and beyond because I want people to be educated. So much of my anxiety came from not knowing things after I had Presley. So I want to have the conversations and be a resource for people to go to and just feel like they're a part of something. I love I'm excited. speaking our language. I'm, yeah. I, I'm about to call Julia after I have this baby and be like, sign Please. me up. Please. Yeah, for real. No, I love the idea of just like being able to put it on my TV for one song, you know, mm-hmm. and just being like, okay, I'm just going to like dance it out for this one song yeah. and like get my yeah. blood flowing. Because after that, I'll probably be like, I could do another 15 yeah, minutes. Yeah, it's like what saying you know? before. Once you get started, it kind of snowballs and you feel totally. good and you keep going. Well, it sounds and so it's like, fun too. It's exactly yeah. like for me, it's always been this way. Like if I do a workout in the morning, I'll eat healthy th- for the rest of the day without trying just because the workout made me feel good. I want to keep feeling good. I'll eat well for the rest of the day. So honestly, to know that I could have something that I could turn on that would just be like five, 10 minutes before Alice wakes up to where I can just like move my body. I know that would make the rest of my day like snowball in the right direction. Definitely. So I'm super excited. And I want to make myself an available resource. That's part of it too. So often I feel Mm -hmm. like these trainers are just like bubbles out in the like atmosphere where you do their workouts and that's it. But anyone who follows me on Instagram knows that if you send me a message, I'm going to give you all of my knowledge and then some because I really do want to help. Like that's the core of it. I felt super alone during postpartum and I just, you need community so much more than we have here. So with your platform, yeah. do you also do coaching? Like, are you taking on clients and saying, hey, do these videos and then we'll chat about your week or whatever? Yeah. So because it's just first launching, part of the platform is I'm also going to have a Facebook group that has support and community. If you've never been part of a mom Facebook group, they can be hit or miss. They can be a source of anxiety or they can be super helpful. But I just kind of want to have an open forum where it's positive and people can ask questions and get information. And then eventually, probably within the next few months, I will launch personal coaching, whether that to be life coaching or fitness plans or both. I'm just wondering for everyone else. Yeah, come on myself. Not myself. You're welcome. But I feel like your Facebook platform is going to be perfect because it is that group that is seeking that information, yeah. that validation. So I, I feel like it will be definitely a positive space and I can't wait to join it. I'm excited. I know. I'm so excited. Thank you. Thank you. I'm really excited. It lights me up. So I'm, I'm happy to be here. I'm lit up. Girl. Are you recording your workouts at your house? No. 
Oh, you just, you just, you just touched a nerve. Um, <laughs> I'm sorry. I was just having this like really cute image of like Presley watching you like film all these workouts no. and like, so, well, yeah, that's nice. Have you ever tried to work out next to a toddler? <laughs> oh my gosh. I tried. It was so hard. It's almost impossible. I have a little bit of PTSD because when COVID hit and being a full-time trainer, even before I got pregnant, we did so many workouts out of our living room that I just feel like I can't, I can't do that anymore. So I have a studio that I go to to film, um, but it's a little inconvenient for me right now. So I'm looking for more space. So if you're in the New York or New Jersey area and you have an open space for me to film in, hit me up. Okay. Yeah. Perfect. A lot of our listeners. Yeah, you can are... probably join the platform for free. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. I do have one more question that probably doesn't fit right here. I'll probably edit it into like an earlier part of this, but I feel like it's relevant and something that I struggle with. So maybe you have like either a personal experience or something. Something I struggle with is like the communication with my husband as far as like needing that time for myself and like I want to show up for myself but like I struggle with like communicating that to my husband how was Andy as far as like you starting to prioritize yourself again like how do you communicate that I don't know if you could touch on that a little bit yeah no totally and Andy is such a great partner and we communicate because of the therapy that we went to when his parents were sick so like yeah we had been working on communication for years because when we first got married, we would just like yell at each other and we were like, this isn't going to work if this is how we continue to talk to each other. So we have some foundation for communication, but also like it's so hard for guys to understand what women are going through after they have a baby. They just don't get it. If Andy called it our postpartum experience one more time after I had Presley, (laughs) I was going to like knock him into next Tuesday. Like jail. Done, done. Oh my gosh. But like you have to just understand the fact that you need this, like I said, to be a better wife and a better mom. So something that we started doing when Presley was super young is we gave each other one hour a day. So he was on paternity leave, I was on maternity leave, or he was working from home, but he found one hour that he could be fully present with Presley. And that was my hour to do whatever I wanted. So if whether it was to get a manicure or it was to go to the gym, that was my hour. And I did the same thing for him. But now like it's sometimes I trick my own brain because he'll go away for work or whatever, or he'll go out, no problem. And then when he comes home, I'm like, oh, I feel so guilty taking this time. But you just have to do it because yeah. you're not going to be a good person if you don't. So mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, we always talk about how it seems like guys don't have the same guilt. Mm-mm. Like no. speaking of showing up, like they're happy to show up for themselves and just like it comes naturally. And I feel like as women, there's so much we grow up with that's like etched in our DNA that's like you don't come first. Yeah. Like everyone else comes first. And I love the community aspect of the platform and that's kind of what we're trying to do here with our podcast too, not necessarily like fitness necessarily, but just like this is for you. Like it's okay to take time for you to enjoy yourself, to like celebrate yourself and not feel guilty about it. Yeah, and like yes, this is a season of life where you're going to have to sacrifice a lot and be around your kids and do so much for them. But it doesn't mean putting your whole life on pause and your self-care on pause. Like you have to just be able to stand up and say like, I'm a person, I get one life. And if me taking care of myself is going to make my life better, I have to do it. And that's just what it yeah. is. Yeah. Dang. What's the one thing about show up with Julia Stern that you're the most psyched about that you're like, I cannot freaking wait to like launch this bit? I <laughs> I am really, okay. I've like geeked out a little bit during my postpartum phase of learning about being strong as we age and like how to take care of yourself. So I have learned a lot about like maintaining muscle and making your fitness level feel super strong as you get older because muscle starts to decrease in your thirties. Did you know that? Cause I did not. Nope. Um, I'm 32 and I'm feeling it. So <laughs> yeah, same. So I had no idea. I was, I thought I was like, I had decades ahead of me, but you really do what you do now impacts how you are as you get older. And so I'm really excited to share that knowledge with everyone. That's And really also cool. connect with other moms. Like yeah. I love connecting yeah. with other moms so much. So 
I know. I feel like a lot of women are scared of strength training too. So yeah, Mm -hmm. I'm excited. so important. It impacts your whole health, your bone density, your muscle mass, maintaining that really helps you feel great overall. So I'm so excited about that. Yes. And I love that mental shift that you're making right now, which is like fitness is about maintaining your body and keeping yourself healthy, not about how you look for anybody else. Like that is not what matters. It's about staying healthy so you can run around with your kids for the rest of your life. Yeah. When I first- We got a long time left. When she wants to get picked up and like carried home on a walk, I'm like, I got it. We're good. And like, that's such a good feeling. It's so great. I can't relate right now. You will. You will. You so will. I'm a thousand percent joining the platform, Whitney. Yeah. Candace, we'll have to like share what dance cardio we're doing. By the way, I don't know if we said this, it's totally free. So everyone can. Oh my God. Yeah. Oh. All right. I'm about to show up. Be there. (laughs) Workouts will be on YouTube. That's incredible. It's free. And then I'll have one-on-one coaching for extra, obviously. Um, yeah. Some courses down the line as well, but I'm getting ahead of myself. But everything right now will be free. Oh my gosh. What an incredible this resource. Like, and when does this go live? August 1st. Oh, perfect. Just in time for me. I'm excited. I'm so excited too. This has been so fun. So lovely. Yeah. I love Thank it. you Thank you so much for taking the time to chat with us. I feel like we'll probably have you on again in the future at some point I would and love that. to talk about other things. I know you've lived like a hundred lives <laughs> until this point, as in your own words have said. So I'm sure there's other things we could chat about as well, but thank you so much for coming on and we've had the best time. Where can our listeners like learn more about you, learn about the platform? How do they find you? Totally. So my Instagram is Julia L Stern and my TikTok is the same. The platform is called show up with Julia Stern. So if you go onto YouTube and type in show up with Julia Stern, the only thing I ask is please, please subscribe because the concept of making this free only works if you actually hit that subscribe button. So hell yeah. I'm going to do it right right now. (laughs) (laughs) This was so fun. Thank you for joining the mom group chat and everybody join show up with Julia Stern August 1st. Love you guys. Bye Julia. Bye. Thank you so much for being a part of our mom group chat. New episodes drop every Tuesday and don't forget the group chat is blowing up on our Instagram page. So make sure you're following along over there. All right. Got to go. My toddler just put something in her mouth.